Pastor Mike McCoy, welcoming you to the Time of Truth. And, uh, and I'm in Matthew chapter number 24, and everybody's, that's everybody's favorite chapter. It is nowadays anyway. And, but I'm going to read, uh, we're going to read all three accounts of this. So Mark, uh, Mark 13, Mark 13, uh, um, and, uh, and, then, and then Luke, Luke, it's in uh, Luke 21, and uh, uh, we'll read it in Luke. So you're going to need your Bibles tonight. I hope you brought your Bible to Wednesday night prayer meeting. So we'll be in Matthew uh, 24 and 32. We're going to be in Mark 13 and 28. And we're going to be in Luke uh, chapter 21 and verse 29. If you found that, shout amen for me. Let me pray before we get started. Father, I love you. I thank you for this night. I need your help and your strength. Fill my mouth. God, help me be accurate in the scripture. Touch your people for your glory with your word. In Jesus' name I ask it tonight. Amen and amen. Now, Jesus speaking here. We know Matthew 24, we've read that over and over. And you've studied Revelation. Wade's taught out of it. Every Sunday school teacher's taught out of it. We know and the question that the disciples asked of Jesus was, when shall these things be and what shall be the sign of thy coming and the end of the world? Three questions right there. And then Jesus gives the discourse in Matthew 24, and we get get in this, we get the great tribulation period. The time of Jacob's trouble. Now who's, so if it's it's referring to Jacob, we know who that's in reference to, who would that be? Israel, A+. So it's the time of Jacob's trouble. A time, Daniel said a time, there'd never been a time like this before. There's a time coming. I'm, I'm telling you, the bubble's going to burst in America. It's going to burst. Listen to a hillbilly preacher. It don't know much, but I know what this book says. And I'm going to tell you. Uh, now, I know in Revelation, he said, hurt not the oil and the wine. That's a sign of prosperity. But it's not going it's, it's, it's to be prosperous to everybody. Are you with me? And what are you saying, preacher? I'm saying that there's a day ahead that's going to be bad. Now, we believe as Christians. Oh, well, I shouldn't have said it that way. Uh, we believe as Bible students that, that the church is looking for the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Not, not the setting of the kingdom as of yet, but the appearing. So if someone disagrees with that, they need to research the difference in the coming and the appearing. Two separate occasions. Same Jesus, both events. But we believe as a church that we'll, we'll experience what we refer to as the rapture. The Bible calls it being caught up. Now, not everyone believes in that. And I'm not going to fight. If, look, if they don't want to, 
They can stay here. I don't, I, I'm leaving. Uh, but here's the question is, is how far in, how far in to the times, well, here, the, Bible, the Bible calls it this, the, for nation rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, there shall be famines, pestilence, and earthquakes in diverse places, the beginning of sorrows. How far in does the church go to the beginning of sorrows? We're seeing it right now. But if you want your preacher's opinion, which isn't worth much, but it's, it's my personal conviction that we haven't seen anything yet. But he said all them things, and those are bad, the pestilence, all that. He said these are just the beginning of sorrows. Look, my personal conviction, don't think that the tribulation starts until we're in that for a little bit. I've got a question for you, and I'm going to do a lot of questioning tonight. You can go home and read your Bible and answer. Question tonight is, if God let the first church suffer such persecution, what's he going to do to the candy-coated Christians of today? That's just something to chew on. Say, well, what'd they go through? Go home and read the book of Acts. They beat the stuffings out of Paul. Hey, where are you going with this on this in this parable? Stay with me. Matthew 24, 32. Now learn a parable. Now learn. Now learn. Why, why would it be now? Now he's they're ready to learn because he's already given the discourse of the tribulation period and what's about to come. And once he's given that, he said, Now learn. A parable of the fig tree, which his branch, when his branch is yet tender and putteth forth leaves, you know that summer's nigh. Now, if we just take that, as read right there, without putting any thought into it, any other scripture, seeing what the Bible says about it, let the Bible be its own commentator and, 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 and see what it says about that. We're going to learn something about that verse in just a moment. So likewise, just like that. When you shall see all these things, what things? The things he just talked about. Let me sidestep here for just a moment. We know we're speaking to the Jews right here, right? We know this. We know this. We learned this in Sunday school from Brother Gordon. This is a Jewish audience right here that he's speaking to. These things, no, it is near and even at the door. You want to see the perfect present tense of the Bible? When ye, ain't none of these guys still alive. See what I'm saying? Perfect present. Always. It's at near, even at the doors. Verily I say unto you, truly, I say unto you, this generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. Heaven and earth shall pass away. But my word shall not pass away. But the day, but of that day and hour knoweth no man, know not the angels, but my Father in heaven. Now, now, some are under the impression because of that verse that Jesus doesn't know. I disagree with that. He is now given, once he accomplished, this is pre, we know this is pre-Calvary. This is pre-resurrection. Now we know that all power is given him in heaven and earth. God hadn't withheld anything from him now. 
that was in his ministry on this side he's saying nobody knows but now if you ask Jesus he knows why all power is given to him that if, 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 if he didn't know then something would be withheld nothing nothing is withheld so now now we go over to Mark to Mark chapter 13 verse 28 it's give a little bit different but the parable the same Mark records just a now learn a parable of the fig tree when her branch is yet tender and putteth forth leaves you know that summer is near same thing same thing Matthew said so ye in like manner when ye shall see these things come to pass know that it is not even at the doors Verily I say unto you that this generation, there's the word again, generation that I'm interested in tonight, shall not pass till all these things be done. But of that day and that hour knoweth no man, no not the angels which are in heaven, neither the Son, but the Father. Take ye heed, watch and pray, for ye know not when the time is. The time. The time. I'm, I'm going I'm to reiterate right here, if I might, Verse 32, but of that day and of that hour knoweth no man. Day and hours is, 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 is pieces of time, but a season covers more than one day. Are you with me? Luke chapter number 21. Now in Luke 21, you have something described here in verse number 20, and it runs through 24, and some say that what I've just read was referring to the destruction of Jerusalem. I disagree. I think Luke clears that up for us. But when we get to, when we get to verse number 29, and he spake to them a parable, behold the fig tree and all the trees. When they... Now shoot forth, you see and know of your own selves that summer is now nigh at hand. So likewise, when you see these things come to pass, know ye that the kingdom of God is nigh at hand. The kingdom of God. Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass away till all be fulfilled. And he, he, he gives the same uh, verse here, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. Now, I read that in all three of those gospels. There, there's just a little change in word here and there, but pretty much two things that, that, that contained in all three books is what I'm interested in. Now, one is the fig tree, and two is the generation. Now, when, when, when we see fig tree in the Bible we can, we can understand that it refers to the nation of Israel and the reason we can understand that is because in Jeremiah 24 1 through 5 it's in reference to Israel and comparing it to a fig, to a tree also in Hosea 9 and 10 it speaks of Israel as a fig tree now say well what's the big deal about that Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse number 1, here's what he said, let every word be established by two or three witnesses. So here we have 
the word witness within itself, we have two witnesses by the word that says Israel's represented by fig tree. Would everybody agree with that? Can we say, can we say at this time Israel was in full swing, but they wasn't in power? When, when, this, was, when this was taking place, who was they under? Roman rule. Under the time of the Gentile. Gentile come in. Listen, the, the Jews only could do what Rome allowed them to do. And they, they allowed them to do that so they'd help finance the Roman army. They just wanted their taxes. Does that sound familiar? They just wanted their taxes. And then when in, in Luke, where I read that, verse 20 of that chapter, it, 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 in Luke 20, uh, 21, and the chapter, verse 20, it talks about the destruction. Jesus prophesies about the destruction of Jerusalem. Well, from A.D. 70 until 1948, they, wasn't, they didn't exist as a nation. They had, been, they had been disbanded. They had been, they, they, were, they were sown throughout the world. But they weren't a nation. So we know what happened in 1948 on May 15th. We know that they recognized Israel as a nation. And our president was the first one to recognize them. Through the UN or back to the UN, I don't know if he was there or not. I don't even know. But I know he was the first national or international leader to recognize Israel. I think that, I think God was, approval was put on that. Is everybody with me? Amen. Now, here's where I'm going. Now, I'm not going to be long. So if we recognize Israel as the fig tree and it's put forth a branch, I mean, it's, we're seeing things around here now, things that, uh, Wade and Elizabeth and I were talking just before service, things that I thought was dead. I thought the freeze got my holly trees. I was all bent out of shape over that. But all of a sudden, Pat said, don't cut them down. I said, I'm digging them things up, getting them out of the way. They're dead. Well, aren't you glad God don't do that with us? Don't have any leaves on them, might as well toss them. But when the water's poured on them, and praise God for the sunshine. And the sunshine come out, there's little green leaves all over its things. I said, glory to God. I didn't say I was glad I listened to Pat, but I thought, I'm glad I didn't cut them down. Because, <laughs> man, I had the shovel in hand. I was going to dig them up, chunk them. But you know what I know? Because them leaves have come out. One, they're alive. And summer is nigh. Warmer days ahead. How many can say hallelujah about that? It's been the longest blackberry winter I ever lived through. They better be good this year is all I can say. You know, another word that's in all three of these, all three of these that Jesus gave this parable here is the word generation. I find it very interesting 
that that's used. Now, I'm not telling you Bible students nothing new. I'm just reminding us of a thing or two. And I, I don't know why I'm so hung on this until Brother David sung. I got leaving on my mind. I said, praise God. This generation. Now, here's the question. And I'm not, I'm not looking for a debate. I'm asking legitimately. I'm asking a question. I've read, I've read and studied uh, most of the afternoon concerning this. Who is that? The word generation there means age, nation, or time. It's genea. And it, 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 and it can mean, it can mean a people. So, with that being said, it says the, the, that generation is not going to pass till all these things be fulfilled. Well, how many know that in A.D. 33, or when I, some say it's written in A.D. 30, I'll not fuss about that either. Some even go up plumb nearly to 40, I think it's A.D. 39. So. How many know that none of them is alive today? Now, he's, he's talking to them about what's going to occur. Even the apostle Paul didn't understand part of this because he said, then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together. Paul's thinking, I'm going to be around when the Lord comes back. Or he would have said, you. But he said, we. They're all gone. So, if that means, if the fig tree represents Israel, what would... What would the leaf coming forth on it mean? It's like my hollies. It's come back to life. It looked dead, but all of a sudden, there's a leaf. And because the leaf is there, you know something else is coming. So if we Understand that Israel is represented by a fig tree. Could it be, I'm asking a question, that that means it's come back to life when it put forth. Hadn't put forth for a long time since A.D. 70. All of a sudden in 48, when you see this happen, well, these guys aren't alive. Somebody's got to be watching that. And it puts forth. Well, then, if that's true, which generation is he talking about? The one that sees it put forth. Am I wrong on this? I'm asking questions tonight. Would this make sense to you that it would be the generation that saw the leaf come out? You didn't see my holly tree, Marcus, but I'm telling you, it's, you can come by and see it. It's there. There's five of them. They all got leaves on. It means they're back alive. Well, they're kind of like kind of like Israel was. They was never dead. They just looked dead. And just like the root, the root was the part that was still alive. You know what? In the world, Israel was hid out here. 
At one time, there's more Jews in New York City than there was in the land of Israel. And God had them dispersed out all over the globe. And one day, a nation was born overnight. Isaiah said that. That's a prophecy used to blow them away. Can a nation be born in a day? You better believe it was. 1948. Bam. Check a box. One day. Now the leaf's out. There's a generation watching. What generation would that be? Could we agree? Could we agree tonight that it would have been a generation of, that was there when the leaf come out? When you see these things, could it be the one I'm, wait, somebody, I'm, I'm, some of you are bored tonight. Come back Sunday, I'll preach. The leaf come out. The question now would be, how long's a generation? How long is it? Hmm? What'd you say? 70. I got a 70. Somebody else got one? This is class participation tonight now. Go ahead. Dennis is brave. He just blurred it right out. And that is accurate. Biblically accurate. Did you say 40? Right. That's 70. Does anybody think 40? Listen. In Psalm 95 and 10, here's what, here's what the psalmist said. He said this. said, 40 years grieved that generation. In other words, there was the generation, there was a generation that died in the wilderness. How long was they out there? A plus. Could that be a generation? Because, I mean, most, most parents are in their 20s to 30. They have children. Children come up behind them 40 years in, 40 years. Next generation's rolling right along. So if we go 70 years, let's go 40 years from 1948. There was a guy who was on TV. Now he's got, I don't even know if he's on the radio now, but he was on TV had a big ministry rolling, and he wrote a book, Why the Lord's Coming Back in 1988. And he missed it by a few years. And now he's just about out of the ministry, and nobody's buying his books. Got to be careful. Got to be careful, Dayton. What did we read earlier? No man knows the what? They nor the hour. But he said there'd be signs in the season. I, I watched part of Jimmy's thing this afternoon. I got so many phone calls I couldn't finish it. But it's, I will finish that. You'll probably be hearing some more about that in the future. Artificial intelligence. That's scary stuff. I, I, I ain't scared. I'm going to heaven. Praise God. They can do whatever. 40 years. Stay with me. And then 70 years. 70, so 70 years coming past, that would have been a generation from the time they was watching, 1948. And I'm kicking this all around. Travis, I'm looking at this, this thing's, I'm thinking, you know what? Now, now I'm saying, I'm calling this tonight, this Bible study, the last generation. Because I asked a learned fellow about this. 
And I said, hey, I'm getting different numbers on a generation in the Bible. He said, that's because they're different numbers. Isn't that profound? Some, in context, could be 40 years concerning the generation. Some could be what Dennis said, the, the three score and ten. And that could refer to a generation. But you know this law of first mention that I'm fired up about that I really like? I go to Genesis. I go to Genesis. In Genesis 15, you'll find this, verses 13 through 16. And he said, he, the Lord said, they're going to be in bondage for 400 years. And he represents that by four generations. So you know what that tells me? That's exactly right, Randy. It could be 100 years. So we could count 40. Would that apply? Is that applicable? Yes. Could we say 70? For some, that's what it is. How many knows that everybody don't die at the same age? And they lived, how many know that they lived a long time back in Genesis? Hundred years represent that generation. What if that generation, I'm asking a question. Don't run out of here saying Mike McCoy done some. They went off the wall last night. I'm asking questions. Not giving definitive answers. That's how you stay out of trouble. Don't get nothing said or done. What if it's a hundred years? Jimmy's got a calculator out. He's typing. I'm guessing that'd be around 2048. Ask the man, hey, banker, am I close? Money man, am I close? He said, I got it. And I'm a poor man student. Now, what if we, what, just what if, Brother Gordon? So you're trying to date the coming Lord. No, I'm not either. I'm just trying to get us in the season. Can I say that if this thing changes in the next 10 years, like it has in the last 10, you're not even going to recognize you're in America anymore. Is anybody with me? Can you imagine what another 20 years will be, Tommy? Twenty. Can you imagine if it continues to change the way it is and going in the direction it's going in? Can you imagine what it's going to look like in 20 years from now? I just about cry when I think of what Colin's going to be in 20 years. A 24-year-old man in a, in a godless nation who chose, who chose to kick God out. So, why would that be so concerning? Let me just give you a little bit. We're sending troops to the south right now just to try to keep them from invading America. And it's not, if it was all good people coming, I'd say, bring them in, give them a job, and praise God, and they can stay at my house. But that ain't who's coming for the majority. You think that's bad? You know one of the first American cities established for the, for the cause of the Lord and, and was fervent in their religious beliefs was a city called Boston. I'm watching this video 
this, this satanic uh, church. There's a big deal. Did you see it? Satanic church. So this, 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 this woman gets up there. They're crying, hell, Satan, hell, Satan. They're all jumping up and down. They say, I mean, they're doing the same thing we do at church. Except they're doing it for the devil. They're on their feet. They sit down. They're back on their feet. And there's this, this, whatever she is, 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 is up there preaching and, and, and says, we're getting rid. We're getting rid of all their hate and all their rules. And picked up a Bible and just ripped the pages out of it and throwed it all over the floor. You know what I thought? You didn't injure God one little bit. Might have grieved him a little. But there the pages was laid all over the floor. You know what I thought? Heaven and earth will pass away. My word shall not pass away. You can burn the book. You can bury the book. You can do whatever you want to with the book. The book's alive and well in heaven today. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. The Lord Christ is the word in the flesh. There he is. He died once for my sin. Ain't nobody going to touch him the second time. Wait till they meet Jesus. Hey, he's coming back. Praise God. I don't know, but we could be the last generation. We could be. You know what that ought to do to us? That ought to encourage us to get busy. Look up. Your redemption draweth nigh. That's to them that be in Christ. How about the ones that aren't? Everybody in this room has got a family member that's not. And so concerned about the world and what's going on in the world. Not giving church, God, what's going on internationally, around the globe. Now we're giving this second thought. They're mad if TikTok don't work. Upset if the internet goes down. They didn't get their frappe, latte, whatever kind of tea they get in the morning. They're upset because they didn't get it. That's what most people are concerned about. The only King James they know is a basketball player. They ain't never read the Bible. They don't know nothing about it. Mamas and daddies. And people lay out. They stay out of church. They stay out of church. They stay out of church. Thank God. I've got my heart and my mind right while my boy was little. And all he knew. Come into the house of God. He called me this afternoon. I said, you're getting the boy early, ain't you, this evening? Yeah, i got to get home. Get him, get back to the house, meet Joe Beth. We, we just barely make it to church at 6 o'clock. I'm telling you, that's the crowd that'll let this world, the world can fall down around us. It'll be all right. One of these days we're going to heaven. And the devil nor nobody else can do anything about it. And we may be the terminal generation. The Lord could come because we fall. Look, we're past the 70 year mark. That could be a generation. He could come tonight. 
But it could go up. My point is this. I don't think it's going past that one. The hundred year mark. It would be past a generation if it did. That's, I'm not talking about a day nor an hour. He said he's coming back for them looking for him. I'm a looking. I don't know. I'm a looking for him to come. Kind of surprised we're still here this to be honest. Even so come Lord Jesus. He's a coming. I hope you know you're ready to go. So don't you read about the come come up here. Did you hear about the guys at at the, at the hospital today in Atlanta? Some bird jumped up and started shooting women. Gone crazy, Jimmy. What you gonna do if you're in the grocery store and somebody walks up, sticks a gun in your ear, and pulls the trigger? You going to heaven? You better know where you're going. You better know it. You can't fake it and make it. The Lord knoweth them that are his. Do you know you're going? Do you know your family's going? This could be the last generation. The fig tree's bloomed. The leaf's out. Summer's nigh. And that generation's not going to pass till it be fulfilled. We stand our feet. If you don't know him tonight, Matthew's going to sing that song right there. You ought to come. You ought to come. You ought to come and call on the name of the Lord right now. Go ahead, Matthew. Pastor Mike McCoy, thanking you for joining us at the Time of Truth.